Hello, this is the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Weber. Well, welcome everybody to our OMS podcast. Today, I am talking with Brian and Vicki Allen, all the way up in Dunbar, Scotland. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Jill. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Great. Have you been walking the beagles this morning? We have, yes, in the rain, getting soggy, watching <laughs> the weather come in across the Bass Rock in the North Sea. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds either awesome or awful, or probably both. It sounds like a bit yeah, of both. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair summary. <laughs> Great. Well, Brian and, and Vicky, you guys joined the OMS. When did you join? Just last year. This is last year. And so, so I'm curious, you guys are part of a, of a congregation up in, uh, in Dunbar, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, other than walking beagles down by the sea. <laughs> you go first. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, so yeah, we've been living in Dunbar for the last six years. Um, and um, yeah, I, I work as a charter surveyor. Um, Ordinarily in Edinburgh, but from our dining room over the last fifteen uh, months, and um, yeah, spare time involves yeah, yeah, being a dad to two kids, um, lover of two eagles, and uh, Vicky obviously as well, and uh, <laughs> involved with um, Discovery Church Dunbar, which is something that came around um, you know, when when we relocated here, and uh, spare time I enjoy surfing. Um, and, training for my first marathon at the minute and uh, yeah and OMS has been hugely hugely helpful for yeah couple and for us as a community and me personally yeah great how about you Vicky yeah um well obviously the family stuff is all the same <laughs> um and I so for work I do um a couple of things I I do like social media stuff for a little children's charity here in Scotland um which is part-time, and I also do work for uh, the church that we, we're part of here, Discovery, um, kind of doing creative type stuff. Um, it's sort of been, um, I got funding for that at the start of 2020. So there's been a little bit of a, a shift in kind of how we plan to deliver things and how we've been able to deliver things with um, everything that's happened since then. So that's been a really exciting adventure. Um, so, so are you sort of an artist in residence at the community? Is that a little bit-ish? Well, that sounds a lot fancier than how I would say it. <laughs> it's probably more like a, um, I, I am quite a creative person, I suppose, but it's more like a, a kind of facilitating role, I suppose, like just dreaming schemes up and then seeing who else wants to join in. Yeah, lovely. So I'm curious why the two of you were interested in the order of the mustard seed to begin with. What drew you to, to living a life, you know, uh, shaped by these particular practices that we live by? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably a little bit different for both of us, Jill, but um, the OMS, um, John and Emma Timms, who head up Discovery Church, had sort of probably brought it to our attention um, and Vicky, John and Emma were getting quite excited about it. I, to be honest, I think my capacity was, I didn't have a lot of slack. I, I felt I had a lot on my plate and the idea of embarking on something else felt a bit cumbersome, quite honestly. Um, 
but then I, I felt I was being left behind that these, these three were, were, were embarrassing that I wanted to so basically you, know, you joined for FOMO <laughs> uh, sort of yeah um, but, but in fairness where it's a year of um, preparation and exploration I think for me it really would have been a year of exploration um, you know, that, you know, I wasn't quite sure why I needed it you know, was it Christianity with a new iOS update or something. You know, what, what was it that, that this brought that I didn't already have? Um, but I was really keen to join in and participate. And you know, even from the cohort, which was, was a, a regular meeting, um, sadly, we, because of a, an incident on my train journey home, we ended up very late for the first cohort meeting, met everybody once, then went into lockdown. So everything happened online, but it was just really helpful having that engagement with people from different ages and stages of life, different um, sort of church traditions, if you like, engaging in the same reading. And, you know, really as I drilled into it from, from something that was exploration and very helpful, I was like, yeah, I really want, to, I really want to, to make this commitment and be part of this community. And it's just been a very, very helpful distilling down for me of you know, what what are the core beliefs, values and, and practices um, and, and a really good daily sort of check and measure on on how, how I'm living um, as well. So I found it hugely life-giving. I found it um, one of the things I, I probably say a lot is that I love most about it is just the the breadth of the body of Christ that's, that's represented that um, it really gets beyond denominations and, and things of this nature. And I love the fact that there's space for the contemplative as much as the charismatic, if you wanted to, to use those two things and, and, and everything in between. So, yeah. Mm. Lovely. Thanks, Brian. So it wasn't the iOS update? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it might have been that. <laughs> It was a good one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. How about you, Vicky? What drew you to it? I think I, I think I actually always secretly wanted to be a monk. Um, and <laughs> You and me I, both. I totally get that. Yeah, go ahead. I think I was just interested in, um, like, even before I knew about the Order of the Mustard Seed, just what um, life would be like where you, like, yeah, belong to a, a community of faith where you shared like common rhythms and practices. And I was, I think I was always intrigued by that. That's probably true for yeah, you as well, yeah. isn't it, Brian? Yeah. Um, and I guess, I mean, we probably heard about the Order of the Mustard Seed quite some time ago reading one of Pete Gregg's books. Um, and yeah, I, so I was aware of it for quite a while and was sort of, enticed in a kind of an onlooker sort of way it's like oh what's this this is interesting these people sound interesting um and then yes there was a there was a a point um at the end of the summer of 2019 I guess when um yeah when we'd been speaking to John and Emma and it just coincided I had no idea that this was something that they'd also been kind of drawn to as well um so yeah so the adventure began <laughs> the adventure began so, so I'd love to just chat with, with both of you individually about which, which practice is particularly life-giving for you right now, maybe what you're 
growing into more or just to sort of come to life in this season. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You want to go first, Ryan? Um, <clears throat> yeah, my answer's probably a bit funny, um, Jill, as in the thing that I've actually found really, really helpful was when we made the vows, um, each person in our cohort, we gave each other, we sent each other basically a box of blessing, if you like, for, for the days. So um, it had things that were quite bespoke for one another. Um, and Kira in our group actually sent me, because we hadn't got our rings at that stage, she'd handmade a little ceramic hexagon, which it was to outline the, 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 the six and the three, if you like. And I just have ended up carrying that with me everywhere. I sit it beside my laptop working from home at the minute. And it's a constant reminder of actually each of these elements in my in my day-to-day -day working life. And that's been an absolute game changer. Something as simple as that, you know, I can get an email that truthfully is, is the one that you, you push down your to-do list. And, oh, it's just a small little thing. I need to work in this other thing. And it's just in the moment, seeing that little prompt has been actually to that person who's requesting this thing of me, that's really important. Or it's helped me think about how do I come up with a creative solution? Things that you know I enjoy in life outside of work, I've been able to really bring into my daily work more more visibly. Um, and I think actually, even just uh, wearing the ring, um, one of the, the turning points in my journey with OMS was, was a, a thing that Pete Gregg had written one of his books about when he met somebody and greeted them and, and, he, and he shook their hand. Every handshake almost that, that ring was a reminder of, of what he was extending almost as a hand of fellowship and, and the things that, that go with that. And it's, it's curious because that suddenly the penny dropped and I thought, yeah, you know, every person I meet in whatever walk of life, that is the welcome. How, how am I being you know, true to Christ? How am I being you know, kind to others? How am I you know, doing all of these things? And yet, conversely, in the last 15 months, I haven't shaken, shaken anybody's hand. <laughs> but I'm um, almost seeing the ring on my laptop constantly as I'm you know, doing work and things. It's just a visual. Um, so actually, I think it's actually brought all of these things maybe focus for me, maybe more than the one specifically. So you're finding that it's, it's helping you actually integrate those practices into your, your work life was the thing that you mentioned. In yeah, the, I mean, I think for a long time, I probably... I, I probably almost not wrestled with a dual identity, but it was my working life, which was very consumed a lot of me, don't get me wrong. And then there was um, all the stuff outside that I was really passionate about, giving my, my time and energy to as, um, you know, in activism and creativity and whatever else I was involved with. So um, this has been a really helpful way to look at the overlap of, of that in every aspect of life for me. So um and, and, and lockdown, it's been strange because we're at home all the time, working hours are, you know, really elastic and stretched all over the time as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's helped almost bring a, a more holistic um, view to, to how my faith outworks itself, I think. Yeah. Not that before, but, but it's been hugely helpful for me on, on that particular aspect. That's wonderful. So very sort of integrative, in, helping integrate everything mm. together. Yeah, yeah. So I once said, somebody once said of, of somebody else, they said, they're the same all the way through. And I thought, oh, 
What a great way oh, to be nice. described, right? So there's that kind of integral all the way through. Yeah. So yeah. there's not work me and home me. There's there's me, me. That's kind of living it out in all those spaces. That's lovely. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Vicky, how about you? Oh, it feels like a really big question. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where to begin. Um, I think kind of creative practices are where I go to naturally and that kind of overflows into lots of areas of my life I suppose I, I don't think about it much I was I was thinking before we had this chat about um you know how difficult it can be sometimes to kind of see yourself and things that are obvious to others aren't always obvious to yourself just because there's so much part of you they're difficult to identify as a thing like, you know, like the color of your eyes. I don't sort of walk around thinking about the color of eyes that I've got, but creativity is definitely, um, well, it's part of everybody's nature, but I suppose it's part of my um, <coughs> most natural way of operating and connecting with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's been lots of Lots of little things, I think, that have made that meaningful to me. Actually, for um, the journey kind of into the OMS, just actually seeing the word creativity, you know, written down as a, a thing that was important. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a really it's a thing. It really means something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, has, it has value and meaning and purpose. And, and I think I, I find that really beautiful that actually for all of our identities, it's, you know, it's something that is really um, central and part of how we kind of flow out into the world um yeah uh, I was going to talk lots about creativity but actually the thing that probably comes to mind more readily is hospitality partly because I think that was one that I really wrestled with during um, our year of preparation because it was like well how do we do that like now when we can't well anyone into our own spaces and um what does that look like but um, over the last couple of years, I've been doing courses with, um, well, first of all, it was with a group called the Epiphany Group in Edinburgh, doing a course called Growth in Prayer and Reflective Living, which is around kind of Ignatian prayer. And I just loved it. And then I went on to, during this last year, to do um, with the Ignatian Spirituality Centre in Glasgow, a, a course in spiritual conversation, which is just, it's about to finish. Um, and it has been wonderful. So it's kind of part of the process for training in spiritual direction if I wanted to go that far. So there's another year or so to go. Um, and yeah, I think there was something during this last year um, about the hospitality of, of, yeah, listening, just like being with people and being available to them and attentiveness that just, I think I found really quite profoundly moving and also like really challenging because it's like wow everyone can do that but so often we don't choose it because we're busy you know doing stuff and being scattered um and so the challenge of and the beauty of hospitality in terms of the kind of hospitality of the heart I think has been very meaningful to me hmm. oh, lovely so um so are things beginning to open up there in Scotland yet? Yeah, yeah, a little, a little. And we've got some more coming on Monday. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you can extend that hospitality to your yard and <laughs> yes. all of it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. No, I hear what you're saying around the spiritual formation and the, and the hospitality um, and holding space. I like the phrase, you know, you're, you're holding space yeah. for people and for whatever it is they're carrying, and which means that we've got enough space inside of us to make room for <laughs> whatever needs to be held. No, that's yeah. wonderful. So I think one other thing I just wanted to chat with you guys about, we are going to be launching shortly, shortly, the OMS Creatives Collective. <laughs> and, and, um, and so I'm really excited about that. I think the, the, the goal and the desire is to sort of have a group of, of creatives in the OMS, so whether they're artists or writers or musicians or of different kinds, um, to start collaborating together uh, not only just for the joy of creating and collaborating, but then also to catalyze the rest of the movement in creativity and to see how we can uh, kind of grow and expand in that as a movement. And so mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that you guys have agreed to to step in to, to kind of curate and facilitate that space. And so just wanted to, to let everybody know about that. That's on its way. Well, it'll probably sort of simmer for a few months and, uh, and then pop its head up more publicly in a, in a while. But um, I think one of the things that I've seen both of you do uh, in your social media work and in, in the work that you've been done at Dunbar is, is you've done such a great job of, of communicating culture. I think, I think one thing you guys have been is culture shapers and you've shaped culture through the art of Instagram, which can be used as art. And you do use it as art and story. Uh, you you shape culture through the artistic work that you've done. You shape culture through the poetry that you've written mm-hmm. and shape culture. I love watching what you've done in 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 facilitating the creatives in in your community in the in the church and and taking them on a journey of creating Lenten videos and <laughs> as a community and and all kinds of things. So I. I'm really excited that, that you're willing to help step into the space for us as an order to, to help catalyze and cultivate that amongst us. So, so happy about that. Um, talk to me about uh, life in Dunbar and what mission in Dunbar looks like right now. What does it mean to, to be the presence of Jesus in that space and to, um, yeah, to carry his presence there? Wow, what a question, Joe. That's a question. I know. I should have warned you. I think one of the things I've really loved, Jill, is um so we we really relocated here six years ago. We'd been in Edinburgh for 20 years and laterally we'd been leading a missional community um trying to reach out to the Scottish surfing community. Um and a bunch of partnerships happened over a period of time with um Christian surfers who we met John and Emma through. They were living down in Cornwall through Scottish Bible Society, through Scripture Union Scotland, who asked us to help devise a surf camp. Uh, we didn't have a clue how to do that, but um, somehow, they but they did. And somehow <laughs> we partnered. And and it was just this life-giving thing about seven years ago where we introduced a bunch of teenagers to surfing. I mean, introduced a bunch of teenagers to Jesus that didn't exist in Fuzzy Felt and just in Sunday school. <laughs> and um, it was really important to both of us that we had those giving any teaching were representative of different again different ages and stages of life 
different church traditions and an equal number of male and female voices. And, you know, that, that was probably the catalyst to us relocating down and feeling we should put um, yeah, flesh and blood and, and actually moving in the neighbourhood. Um, we'd been doing a missional community that we, we came down here once a month or wherever and I was going surfing. And, um, you know, I think what was really curious was we moved down. That wasn't easy because life was really set up in Edinburgh, quite honestly. Um, we gave up on surface a lot to come here. Um, but three other people that we knew through Christian surfers or through our missional community did the same. And then within a year, John and Emma had moved a family of six up from Cornwall to the plant Discovery. Um, and what's been really nice is we haven't gone out as a church with a mission statement of this is Discovery doing stuff in the town. We've all found our own kind of roles within things that we're passionate about. So like for me, I'd been organising beach cleans and environmental initiatives with Surfers Against Sewage for 10 years down here. So I, I just got known as, well, I was known anyhow as, well, that's a guy who's always is, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> are, are engaging us on how to look after our, our planet and, and why it's important. Um, and I was known as the guy who's involved with Christian Surfers. Um, and then I got known as the guy who was using his building skills to, to help create a community project. And, and we help facilitate a new surf centre, the second of its kind in Scotland, and in the town as a legacy for the for the wider Scottish community, for our town. You know, Vic, Vicky was you know known for her poetry and and just you know being a presence around town. Emma and what she was doing with Pilates and and then John he was as this minister that everyone's a you know it doesn't look like a minister. You know <laughs> what, what is this thing? So. Being, being quite transparent about who we were, you know, and, and people knew, well, these guys do a whole bunch of stuff just naturally, not because we're looking to recognise that, that was just the outworking of who we were and where our passions were. But hopefully we were bringing, well, we were, we were carrying Jesus with us, we we're trying to be Jesus, a representative of Jesus and, and all of those things. And it was just a just natural and beautiful collision point of not church going out to yeah. the Christian equivalent of things that might be good but that's just trying to be salt and light and season appropriately where we were planted really um so i think it's been hard during lockdown finding rhythms and things of course but i think for the most part this church connected often on zoom at the minute and hopefully things are changing but there's the church scattered and hopefully just you know sewing well into into the community we feel called to be part of yeah Lovely. Yeah. I think there's a um, something as well about just not running after the next shiny project that's there and doing that for a while and then kind of skipping around. I think that's, you know, that can be a valid thing to do. But I think for us and the kind of people that Brian and I are, um, we're quite low key. <laughs> we're quite um, sort of, I think we're probably quite steady some might even say boring in some ways. We just kind of, <laughs> we just kind of, um, I don't know, like faithfulness is a word that is really important to me. Not something that I always know how to live out and practice, but it's something that I really aspire to. And um, I saw something on Twitter last night that the sister of um, the late Rachel Held Evans had shared, and I think she'd been reading um, Long Obedience in the same direction, the Eugene Peterson book. 
and she just said something about that and um, like a desire to live a life of quiet faithfulness. And it's like, mm. that's, I think for me, if, it, if I want to live in any way, wherever we are, and it's here now, um, I want to live a life of quiet faithfulness and just kind of, um, if I take on something to just be faithful to it until I feel that it's time to let it go. You know, if God um, allows that for us, um, that I, I'm not really saying this very well, but I think that just feels really important to me just to kind of, um, to be able to know that we're doing the things that God has placed on our heart to do and then to try to figure out how to do that faithfully for as long as we're called to do that. Yeah. I hope that doesn't sound too airy fairy and vague. No, no, I think I think that's so important. I think I mean as you said, you talked about this place of God's planting, right? He's planted you in Dunbar and you're just bringing who you are into the space and and mm -hmm. and um yeah, and I think too in our communities when we do that, they're watching, right? They're watching to see mm -hmm. if we're going to like dash in and dash out and and uh uh, you know, or if we've got the consistency to love over the long haul and love and serve and invest in our communities. And yeah, yeah, may your tribe increase, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. No, that's so good. So we've talked a little bit about how the order can kind of help integrate all aspects of your life so that your work self and your life self and come all together, talking about hospitality and increasing capacity to, to, to offer a gracious space, a listening space. Mm -hmm for people talking about being planted in a community and just being who you are. And um, I never even knew there was such a thing called surfers against sewage. <laughs> it's a justice issue that I knew nothing about, you know, until I, I started to connect with you guys at all. So yeah, just really grateful for who you are and for the grace that you carry. And it's been a real privilege to get to know you a little bit over the last couple of years and look forward to more. Um, do you think you could pray for our listeners? Would that be all right? Yeah, of course. Will I pray, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray. <laughs> That's fine. Our loving God, um, who calls us beloved, we just um, give thanks to you for this community which we are part of, this family that um, we are part of, um, that we are called your children, and we pray for your blessing upon all of those who um, are part of the order um, and those who are currently in their year of preparation as well. Father, we just, um, yeah, we just ask that your life and your vision and your purpose would infuse them, yeah, infuse each one of us as we go about our everyday lives. May, um, may we be people of uh, quiet faithfulness. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. For more information about the Order, you can find us at orderofthemustardseed.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. May God grant us grace 
as we follow his invitations to be true and to be kind and to go. Mm-hmm.